What, is, what just dropped? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello. It's Friday night. It's five o'clock somewhere. So where is it? We're at the Unfiltered Experience with myself, Christopher Rausch. And Scott David Goyette. Scott, Ga Scott David Goyette. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Happy Friday night. I'm not uh, yeah. drinking tonight, but I've got my, got my flavored water. I decided to have a gluten-free beer just because, I don't know, I just felt like I deserved it tonight. So I'm doing Did it. Did you have to say it was gluten-free? You couldn't just say I was having a beer? You know me. I got to explain things. I got to throw the little details in there. Listen, for those people who are celiac, I want to make sure that they know that there's an option out there. I'm celebrating the idea that somebody created gluten-free beer so that I can still live a civilized life and be a beer drinker as a celiac. So uh -oh. how do you feel after drinking 13 of them? My cap is 12 and a half, so I couldn't give you that answer. That's it. I go to 12 and a half, and then I don't drink anymore. And really? I feel okay there. You, you, oh, 12 and a half, and you pass out? 12 and a half, I usually pass out. That's my point. So how, is a hang, how is a hangover? Is the hangover different? Any different? Same, on same thing. Same thing? You, you got sorghum. You know, it's sorghum. It's a different version of grain versus traditional grain. So it's it's just another way to have a beer and relax. And, and all jokes aside, I mean, you've seen me. I have two or three beers. I mean... I'm, I'm a two or three beer guy, just hang out, do the show. So I, I haven't seen 12 beers in a row in quite a long time. And I don't ever want to see that again because I like waking up in the morning happy and feeling good, which would be a great segue into what we're talking about today, taking care of the body, right? Absolutely. It's that's massively important. That's why I'm not drinking tonight because I sat there and I've been, you know, I've always been a partier. I've always been a drinker, you know, smoke weed, whatever, have a good time, right? And I've just noticed as I've gotten older um, is that my body is not recovering as fast as it could, as it used to. And what was funny was when I was younger, I would talk to older people and they say, oh, my body doesn't recover as fast as it used to. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You're just not in good enough shape. You know, that's just whatever. When I get there, it'll be fine. No, it's it's crazy. Like, you know, but so um, my, my mission in life is to impact as many lives as I possibly can. So I have to do that in, in taking care of my body, taking care of my mind, taking care of my soul. So with the breath work that we're doing with Sarah and everything else that we're doing, I'm just really focused on, again, getting back into the best shape I can possibly be in. Still have a little bit of fun, but uh, I definitely know that when I imbibe a little bit too much, too much sugar, um, when I have white bread, um, like before I got home and I had like 15 minutes before I jumped on the thing I did before this and I was looking, I was going to have a piece of string cheese and, a, and, a, and an egg. And I thought if I had the string cheese, then I know that my voice is going to get gravelly because it's going to create mucus. So I just had some nuts and uh, some lunch meat. And I was like, okay, that's what I'll have until I have dinner. But uh, yeah, definitely a timely talk topic for us tonight to be talking about our bodies and, and, and ways that we can take care of them in different ways to be, uh, to become better souls and better individuals. And look who we have in the house tonight, Megan Watson. She says, hi, Chris, long time, was it long time no see? There you go. Yeah, Hello, we Megan. haven't, seen, we haven't seen each other in a while. I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to, are you on the Zoom call too? I think Meg, yeah, Megan says, hi, Scott. And we got Robert in the house. Robert says, What's good up, evening, brother? Christopher and Scott and Megan. Robert says, uh, 12 beer was what, uh, uh, what I had at a bar the evening when I wanted to cruise maintain control okay gotcha i think i'm gonna have to start wearing my reading glasses scott you know yeah, i was I'm, thinking much the same i didn't bring them in either oh so. ooh, 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 ooh. i just made it bigger oh that sounded dirty i just posted that meme like everything <laughs> everything comes out dirty with me oh no i just made my screen bigger so now i can see everybody's thing without squinting because i really don't want to wear my glasses that's why i got fucking yeah. contacts um so anyways robert uh is in the house um megan says uh no fab live fab live fab live Fab Live, Facebook Live, Facebook Live. Facebook there you live? go. 
Okay. There you go. You got to interpret, Chris. You got to be on the ball. Work with Megan. I haven't been on your lives in a long time. Glad I caught you. That's what, Uh thank you, Megan. Thank you. You're a sweetheart. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here, whether you're live or watching the replay. We we appreciate our replay people because we know it's five o'clock somewhere here on a Friday night and things are opening up. So we massively value you guys being here. You guys are our unfiltered crew, our family. Um, So be a part of the conversation tonight. You know, chime in with your comments, chime in with your questions. Again, even if you're on the replay, we go back and look at those comments because it matters to us that you're a part of this conversation. That's why Scott and I created this was really to have a raw, honest, unfiltered conversation that that for you as the viewer or the listener, whether you're listening on the podcast or here live on the video cast, um, that you can walk away and start implementing into your life right away. This isn't stuff that you have to plan for or anything else. This is the real world advice that we want to give you on the short, on the clean, on the unfiltered side so that you guys can have a massively successful life. And uh, so Scott, please take it from here. I can I'll do it. So, you know, Chris had mentioned tonight he's not drinking and he was watching what he was eating just to make sure that he's in the best position possible to be here on the show. Uh, My choice tonight and my um, vice for the moment was I'm going to have a beer. But one of the things that we tend to do as humans is we start to jump into one vice to two vice to three vice and then we make excuses. And Chris and I always talk about this, what it means to make excuses and say, well, it's been a tough week. Well, it's been a tough month. Well, it's been a tough year. The person that we're going to bring on today is going to challenge that because I worked with him very closely. We used to own a boot camp company together, and that's a fitness boot camp company, and it was called Fitness for Mind and Body. And the only reason we didn't call it Fitness for Mind and Body and Spirit is a lot of people would have been scared of that word spirit. Uh, now he's actually an amazing, um, doing the same kind of stuff with Camp Gladiator, and he's a director. He's also still a trainer, does some incredible stuff with helping people build their bodies. And he incorporates, of course, a lot of that mind, body, and spirit stuff into there. But today, I really want to focus on that piece because don't forget, a lot of people will say, if you take care of the spiritual side, everything takes care of itself. If you take care of your mind, everything takes care of yourself. If you take care of your body, everything takes care of itself. I mean, there's truth to that to an extent. If I take care of the vehicle that I'm here living in in this moment, there's no doubt it's going to be much easier for me to do the thing spiritually or for my mind. But it's a trifecta approach. And I really want to dive in, starting with, you know, talking to this gentleman about the importance of taking care of the body, because here's the reality. We've got this body from the day we come into this world until the day we leave this world. And it's the vehicle that we get to create and build in this beautiful world we live in. So if we don't take care of it, and we talk about this in our coaching, Chris, if we don't take care of it, that last 10, 15, 20 years could be filled with chronic illness, could be filled with just a lot of disease and a lot of things that we don't want. And the reason that those things happen is I have one of these and two of these and three of these and four of these, or I say, oh, it's just a burger. Oh, it's just this, or, you know, I'll work out next year or maybe tomorrow. And so with all that said, I want to introduce a good friend of mine, by the way, who's actually bigger than me, Chris, he's got to be 6'5", 240 probably. So he's got another 20 pounds and an inch or so. Uh, and he actually takes the body more seriously. I see him in the gym. I'm sitting here doing some curls. I'm like, oh, go screw yourself. So uh, let's welcome super awesome human being, Barton Bryan. Barton Bryan hey, to guys. the show. What's going on, Barton? Good to see you here. Thank you so much for being here tonight with us, man, uh, on the Unfiltered Experience, where we have a good time just having a great conversation. How are you doing tonight, brother? Man, I'm doing great. I really enjoyed the banter back and forth, you guys. It's the whole intro. <laughs> Loving every part of it. Uh, I just want, I got Barton Springs is behind me here. I'm, I'm in Austin too. 
love him some Barton Springs. I'm gonna give you this is actually a painting by a local artist of Barton Springs. Wow. Uh, wow. So we're That's we're amazing. just representing you know mind body spirit. I mean, no better place to get that feeling of like all like wellness of the, the heart, the soul, the spirit, the body than hanging out at Barton Springs. Tell Chris uh, a little bit about that because he doesn't know, like he hasn't visited Barton Springs yet. And for people who don't know, what is Barton Springs? So it's a, you know, it's it's not, I wouldn't say warm water, it's a cold water, mm -hmm. but it's a it's a spring that 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 comes right up right up downtown. So like there's a spring where you can go swim. They kind of sectioned an area off. It's a swimming pool with a diving board and the whole bit. And then, then there's even more of a kind of a kind of a rougher, like more raw springs area where you can bring dogs down there. Uh, and then there's kayaking right off there because that leads right into uh, Ladybird Lake. So it's just a gorgeous area of Austin. A lot of people like some of their first memories of moving to Austin where they go to Barton Springs and they swim and it's like incredible. We even have a polar bear plunge yep. every January 1st for crazy. I mean, again, the Springs is only like what? 67 60s, degrees. Yeah. 60s, 63 probably. Uh, it's not that cold. Let's all calm down. But, uh, <laughs> but when it's 35 degrees outside, jump in and get out the whole bit. Right. So, oh, yeah. So it's just an iconic place in Austin. It's one of the kind of the, the things that people that come to visit or, or come here to, to live. They, it's one of the first places you'll go to visit. 100%. Yeah, we always take people to the, you know, everyone wants to go to the Alamo and go down the Riverwalk. Everyone wants to come. And that's in San Antonio, but everyone wants to go. Everyone wants to go to Barton Springs, go out in a boat in Lake Travis, got to get the barbecue, you know, all, this, all the things that everyone wants. Um, at least the Barton Springs, though, is one of the few things that's actually good for you. The barbecue and all the drinking beer, watching live music, isn't really what you want to do every single night. We save that for vacations, but it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, cool. let's let's dive in, guys. I'm excited to be here. I, I love this this the whole genre of podcasts and, and the live conversation. So let's dig in. Let's do it. Chris, we you got, got a question? You want me to lean in with him? Who's that? We got, right we, got, we got Lean in the house. We got Robert says uh, he hasn't had a drink uh, since summer 2015. We got Thomas really? in the house. What's up, Thomas from Mexico? He I'll is down in Mexico. He was yeah, in beautiful. He was in Puebla. Oh, he was actually visiting my old stomping grounds. The pictures are amazing. Yeah. So. So Barton, when I think about health and I think about fitness, I think about the first thing I think about is being the no excuses coach is the excuses. Talk to us about some of the some of the prominent excuses that you that you hear and maybe some of the ways that we can dig right into how we can start, you know, unfucking some of these people who have these excuses that they can't do stuff, that they don't have time to do stuff, that they don't have they don't know how to do stuff. Sorry, I probably just gave you all the excuses, but uh, I'd be really yeah. interested to jump off the deep end and just kind of get into uh, what what really messes people up and, and how we can overcome that. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not going to beat people up for for their excuses because I'm, there's there's really a couple of things that tend to happen. Their their lives are full, right? Most people right now, their lives are full: kids, job, whatever, traffic, whatever their whatever their life is busy with. They, they've got a full life, and that's awesome. Most people, that's the case. They just don't understand that, like working out or just wellness in general, meditation, taking a walk, eating well shopping in the fruits and vegetables area of H-E-B, which is a grocery store in Austin. Uh, those types of things are simple to do, but if we don't do them, the easy stuff is the stuff that, that is gonna kill us eventually. You know, the yeah. fast food and, and the barbecue, the beer, that, that stuff's easy to get. It's readily available everywhere. But if we, can, if we can have an honorable focus about our health, we gotta be a little bit selfish. And I think there's a lot of people out there, especially moms, 
that are so selfless with where they're giving their time, their attention, and their their love that there's just so little time for themselves. And I so I, I want to start by not beating that concept up. I honor all the people that are out there being so selfless and taking care of their family. But we all, including their family, need to get their act together and say, you know what, mom, it's your time. Or mom needs to get up early and go do her thing. Because without mom taking care of herself and getting herself healthy and, and, and positive and getting that, getting, you know, because you eat well, you work out all of a sudden, endorphins, brain works differently, you know, everything. It's mind, body, spirit, that all goes together. And so we got to A, recognize when people need support from their family members, from their friends to get that time. But personally, no excuses for yourself. If you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself like, yeah, I need to do that. It's time. It's now. It's you. You've got to just say to yourself, hey, you know, I can get 45 minutes a day. I can find 45 minutes. And I'm going to tell you, for some of you, it's just got to get up earlier. You got to get up earlier. And that's actually one of the things that I learned to do that has been an absolute game changer is I just realized that with a kid at home, with my, my wife, with being a director of Camp Gladiator, having personal training clients, my day was slammed. But you know, wasn't nothing was going on from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. Nothing. Zero text messages, zero Facebook stuff. Nothing's going on, guys. 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., that is a sweet spot. I know I just scared off half of the listeners with that number, but seriously, you got to find time where your phone's not blowing up, where your kids don't need you, where you're not being a bad parent because you forgot to pick up your kid because you were at the gym. You can't do that. You got to find the time that works. Everyone's different, but you've got to make no excuses and go find that time and make it a habit. So let's let's talk about that because I mean because you you and I you know being in camp together we heard all the excuses in the world we had a lot of fun training people we had different approaches on working with people trying to break down those excuses and get them to have enough self-love to get in there and do it. And sometimes we were successful and sometimes the reasons maybe we weren't as successful was because maybe it's hard to really explain how important that self-love component is. So one of the things I want to address because I have a feeling there's probably some moms listeners, some people listening who don't understand really how to cover that timeout. The 4 a.m. scared them. They're saying, but my sleep is paramount. And if I don't get that, then I won't have the energy. One of the things that you and I both know is once you start to do the resistance training, do the cardio, do the things to get the endorphins, the adrenaline going. Once you do those things, ironically enough, you sleep better. You actually might not need that extra hour sleep. That's not real sleep anyway. It's you getting up worrying. So let's talk about what do we need to do to take those first steps to create a habit so that we can actually utilize that new hour? Because because here's the deal. We know for a fact that getting up at four for the first few times, we're going to turn right around and go, no, I can't. How do we get past that? No, I can't. And move into, yes, I can. And change our whole way we view ourselves and view our lives. Well, Here's what I'll say, and let me let me just take a quick second because I got to plug my yeah, yeah iPad laptop. Okay, we're good. We're back on. So, most important thing is, you know, 4 a.m. may not be when you work out, but it doesn't matter if you can wake up and not look at your phone. Give yourself 15 minutes. Start with 15 minutes. If you normally get up at 5:15, start getting up at five, and take that 15 minutes and just make it about you and what you want to do. Wake up, get your coffee, stretch, listen to music, 
right? Don't look at your phone. Like one of the things that I do every morning is I just stretch. I foam roll, I drink a bunch of water. I get my, make the best possible coffee I can. Like it's mm -hmm. just my, it's my ritual. And yeah. it just sets up my day. It's like, I'm already thinking about how I'm going to take care of myself and how I'm going to make little like choices that are positive, healthy choices. And then I planning. So oftentimes I'll run a boot camp at 5:30 AM, come back, go to the gym at seven, work out till eight 30. And then I'm, and then I'm back into my daily schedule. So I put it in there where I need to, but just waking up 15 minutes earlier and making it your time. That could be that could be journaling. That could be reading the Bible. It could be listening. It could be playing guitar. My brother Christopher's got the guitar. Maybe he pulls his guitar out and he's just over there playing like the solo to uh, you know. Five o'clock in the morning, I get my, I get my here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but the idea behind that is like we got to start. We we got to start owning the time we spend because. If we're just running rant ragged all day long, I don't care if you get a workout in. If it, it's if it's a part of the ragged race that you're running, it's not going to work. It's not going to feel good. It's just going to be a part of the rat race that you're in, and you're going to throw it away the moment things get tough. So mm. what you got to do is you got to stop. No phone. Find 15 minutes. Decide where that's going to be. I'm going to listen to Debussy. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to drink my coffee. I'm going to chill. And then I'm going to start just, you know, when the day needs to start, then I'll start my day, plan my workout, plan what I'm going to eat, that kind of stuff. But it starts yeah. with 15 minutes. I love it. I love, what you, I love what you say about that. I love what you say about that because that's compound interest. And so many people sit there and think, well, I don't have an hour and a half to work out. I hear that all the time. It's like, you don't need an hour and a half to work out. Do you have like 15 minutes spread out through the day that you could sit there and isolate? Okay. While you're sitting at your desk, you can do some deep knee bends. Can you go out and take a 10 minute walk? You can, you can, you can capitalize on all those different segments of moments in there to at least do something to get yourself advanced. Because to your point, you know, I sit there and I, I, I often reference this children's book that it's my four-year-old son's book. It talks about buckets and it talks about how we can fill buckets or we can empty buckets. And so when I meet people and I talk to people, they're like, oh my Chris, my, my life is so disorganized and, and my relationships suck and my career sucks and blah, blah, blah. Everything sucks, sucks, sucks. And I firstly, the first thing I ask them is like, what's your self-care ritual like? Do you hydrate? Do you drink half your body weight in ounces and water every day? Do you get at least decent amount of sleep? Do you have a decent um, uh, um, health intake, you know, as far as, as uh, the food you take in? Well, no, I don't have time for that and blah, 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 all these different excuses. But ultimately what, and Scott and I were just talking about this not too long ago, ultimately if you keep pouring out of an empty bucket, you crash. And I know for myself, I was telling the story the other day and Scott had experienced the same thing was that once you keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, your body finally says, fuck you. Uh, your adrenals crash and all of a sudden you're just like, now you're forced to really reconcile with what you've done to yourself and your body. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it's a common problem that people, even people that start a workout program, they, they're just, they're living in this kind of reactive mode all the time. So they're stressed out, they're, they're and that messes with your hormones, that messes with your sleep patterns. I mean, there is, you know, I love that we're on a podcast because one of the things that absolutely changed my life about a year and a half ago was finding podcasts. You know, the Ed Milet show and uh, the Model Health show and some of these like amazing like entrepreneurs, leaders, athletes, uh, nutritionists. And I would just start like filling my head with just great knowledge and great like just mindset inspiration and that kind of stuff. And one of the things I was realizing is that, you know, 
you, you can't really respond proactively if we're if we're not doing the things that are letting like you talked about if we're not filling our bucket back up yep. right and in a family dynamic oftentimes the kids aren't filling the the, the mom's or the dad's bucket yeah and it's up to the mom or the dad to hey they got to help each other but especially the mom she's got to find a way to fill her own bucket back up she's got to fill her cup so that she has something to give every day because she's given so much and so i mean it's one of those things it's chicken or the egg guys it's we got to get people moving. We got to people get people thinking about what they're eating. We got to get people sleeping well. My goodness, like seven to eight hours a night of sleep. Can we all do that? Because if we're not, especially if we're exercising and we're not getting seven hours or more, we're not recovering. Our body is in stress. It's not adapting because there's not enough recovery, right? And so we, the, so the cycle doesn't fix itself because we're, we're stressed all day. We work out. We get five hours of sleep. There is no recovery. We're going to the next day carrying all the crap from the day before. And that, again, is not a successful model. Like you talk about, like the adrenals crashing, all that kind of stuff. That person is doing some healthy things, but they're not healthy because they're not recovering. They're not getting quality um, sleep. Uh, What's that? Serena, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, it's funny when I talk about sleep, people like, they go, wait, what? Like, what's that, seven? And some people are like, oh, got it, nail it, you know? And that's great. Some people have that like in their bag, like they sleep 12 hours a night, fine, great, not your problem. But a lot of people, it's five or six, they just can't get more than you know that much. And that's something to work on because without you know seven hours of sleep, and there's some ways to get deeper sleep a little bit sooner, and so you can kind of mess with, there's a book called Sleep Smarter, uh, which goes into kind of how do you get yourself into sleep? One of them is taking a phone out of your face uh, an hour before you go to sleep. Start there. Uh, but you know, the idea is we've got to recover. We've got to feed our body and our mind and our spirit by eating well and eating great foods. And then we've got to work out. And if we can get those three things happening, the brain, the spirit, the emotional intelligence, all those things start to kind of rise and, and evolve because all of a sudden we're in this, machine the system this body that is descending positive energy like all around and i'm not talking about like foo-foo energy i'm talking about like my muscles are full of energy like my body is excited my brain has you know the the uh, fatty acids it has it's hydrated it has all the nutrients it needs to be smart <laughs> wow what a concept right like all those things relate to food sleep and exercise so you said something there that um that I think is super important for people to process. And I was looking at your your show. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Your podcast, and you had an interview with a triathlete. And one of the things that I know from being a former triathlete is transitions can win races. And so with transitions, I think that's the same thing in life: is the transitions, how you wake up and how you go to sleep, can win life, can make a better life. So. Let's let's dive into that a little bit because we're starting with it. We're talking about the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And I like the fact that you're saying we don't just need to work out. It could be a routine builder. And I've got a lot of things to say about that. One of the things Chris and I do in our coaching is I give them our clients meditations and their guided meditations that are intentionally built with binaural beats in theta. And so we're taking them out of that beta state and we're literally bringing them into theta because a lot of people go to sleep. I would say, you know, I can't. Make, this is anecdotal, but I would definitely say that 
most people I know go to sleep in beta. What do I got to do tomorrow? Holy crap, I got to get up at 4.30. Did I make the lunches for the kids? Did I do, you know, you're still living in that stress mode and then you try to close your eyes. So you're, you're not getting good sleep. So even if you have that five, six or seven, if you have a healthy meditation, and so this might be the answer, coming into the day with a healthy theta, rise up and be resilient type meditation and going to sleep with a meditation that's in theta, it could even be five minutes just to create healthy transitions. And you know, we talk in depth about this, and I think there's so much importance here because how you start your day and you finish your day is massively crucial. What would you tell you know some of your clients, or what are your thoughts on that with transitions? Yeah, I literally did an entire presentation on on starting your day and ending your day because I completely agree with you. And I think it, yeah, <laughs> and, and I think it, it starts with like if you can start your day well you know, you're, that's the first thing, right? And I, yeah. you're, you're right about ending your day. Like, how do you, how do you spend that last 45 minutes? Do you take a warm shower? Do you, mm. you know, to kind of clean off the dirt of the day? Do you, do you read or do you look at a phone? Like what, what's your, what's the way that you engage? Do you talk to your wife? You know, is, is all the, the, the uh, technology off? Like all that. Cause I, one of the things I do is I put my coffee maker to brew at four o'clock. Because I don't want to think about that when I wake up. I want to wake up hearing the percolator, mm -hmm. coffee percolating in the morning. That is the best sound in the world. <laughs> is great to wake up to. So like all those little things. But one of the things I want to go back because I, I think that, yes, how you start your day, how you end your day, that that's going to be something that people can work on that I think is going to be a, the more sustainable approach to how we yeah. create a life that's that's not just livable for a while. Yeah, you know, but it's something that we can if we can really master that that's a lifestyle that we can bring to whatever crisis is going on. Right. And we just went through one. So yeah. whatever, whatever healthy habits you brought into whatever healthy habits you brought into that crisis. You, you, some of if you if it wasn't like completely nailed down, like that was your habit, that was your thing, that was you. It was gone. Right. Because because rituals went out the window, schedules went out the window like. So we have to find these, these things about our life that the way I do things matters. It's not Chris's way. It's not Scott's way. It's my way. Right. And, and, and so it's easy. I mean, I listened to Ed Milet had the second podcast was all about morning ritual. And I obsessed about that podcast and I, you know, cold shower in the morning and then, you know, do this and then, you know, gratitude you know, work and all that. Mm -hmm. All of it was great. Right. I, I really tried to do what he was talking about. And then I eventually I found my way. And that's, that's the way that's going to lead you. Anybody listening, that's the way that's going to lead you through to the, to, to where you want to be is you got to find your way. Like if somebody has a background in dance, shoot, get up, put some earphones on. If you got kids sleeping and just dance for five minutes, how is your day better? If you wake up and you just start expressing yourself with your body, Think about that, this, how that would transform your day. Like I'm, you know, I, I have a sports background, so I do a lot of movement and stretching and that's kind of the way I, I wake my body up. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. And I think we all got to find our way. Start with the morning, master that. The other thing I want to say is come up with a mantra. And this is a little bit of the mind body thing. Y'all, y'all seen color of money, Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, right? When I saw that, I was young. I was like, ooh, Tom Cruise, so cool, right? I watched that recently, 
So, cause the last two years I went through, I lost about 40 pounds of body fat. Like, so th there's been a transformation in me recently because of, I had fallen out of ha healthy habits and I had to get back on track. And so my whole mantra was, was the end of the movie, Paul Newman with the, with the cube stick and going, I'm back, boom, cracks mm -hmm. the ball. And it's like, oh, that was every time I walk in the gym, I say, I'm back. And it was just my <laughs> mantra. And so I challenge people, like have your personal mantra. Like I didn't even tell anybody about it for six months. Who, is, who cares, right? That was mine. That was something I came up with that was, gonna, that, that was gonna help get me in the mindset of like, I know I'm not there, but I'm back. Mind, body, I'm back. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to be the person I'm supposed to be. I, I love the fact that you, you're using voice because you know Chris and I talk extensively about when we talk about the love model, listen, observe, voice, and empathize. Uh, the voice piece, uh, there's an internal voice and the external voice, the inner critic that speaks to you and then the external voice that is a response to that. And how do you speak to others? So th that mantra, like, I think is, is beautiful because when you're about, do I have the beer? Do I have this? And you say, I'm back to yourself. There's nothing wrong with having the beer, but do you need six? Do you need chips afterwards? Do you need to eat at 11 o'clock? Like there's, 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 there's borders to everything. You know, how far do you want to take this? And so to that point, one of the things I want to really talk about is not just the fact of like, you know, doing the mantra, not just the fact of, you know, what you're doing to make those changes. Um, I just totally blanked on where I was. You pulled Chris. You I just did that. You I just did. A, I, you know what it was? I was actually visualizing. No, I was visualizing Barton in the gym going like this. And I was visualizing my training because I was doing the same <laughs> kind of thing. I was doing the same kind of thing with, um, trying to uh, dunk. So I was going through the same. So I was literally in the gym doing it physically. And I stopped thinking. I'm like, wait a second. What the hell was I just going to say? Get your ass back here. Chris, you're, you're, so, you're so happy right now because I just pulled a Chris. He pulled a Chris. I, that's what I do. I would like, I, I did it today on one of the interviews. I was on interview today for like two and a half hours. It was crazy. And that's also I, I, I was getting tired. And all of a sudden, towards the end, I was like, I literally, I was like so proud of, I was thinking to myself during the interview, it's, it's a, it's a taped interview in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was telling myself in my brain when he was asking me, so I'm like, damn, I've actually kept my train of thought and I haven't stuttered and I've been, you know, really good. And then all of a sudden he, we had to take a break because one of his cameras stopped and then we chit chatted and then we came back and then I was different. It was crazy. Like I was in, once I was in the flow, I was good. And all of a sudden I was like, and, and I'm thinking in my mind, please, please, please come back, please come back. And I'm like. So, Mr. Interviewer, what was I saying? And I said, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is what Chris does. He has like so many different thoughts going on in his brain that sometimes they collide and nothing comes out. But Sarah, Serena, Serena, Sarah, Serena, Serena Buffalino is here and she says, sleep, what's that? But she says, ooh, well, I just, I guess I just got told. Yes, you just got told, Serena, take care of yourself. We need you here. She knows that. We yeah, talked, she, so, she so Serena Martin, she's the um, director Buffalino. of a um, nonprofit Buffalino. called, um, what's that? I said he's Barton. She's Buffalino. No, I was talking to Barton. Oh, okay, gotten. Sorry, I just said Barton. Like I was speaking to Barton. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> she's uh, the director. You're doing great. She's the director of a uh, nonprofit called uh, Help Heal Humanity, and so she really doesn't get any sleep. And we're constantly telling her to have the more self love and do all that. That was where I was going with it. it was the inner critic voice that whole thing? Um, I remember where I was again. But the bottom line is, take care of yourself. Start with the voice and the words that you're saying to yourself. I love the fact that you're using that because those mantras and those things that you say get crystallized in your unconscious mind. And so even something as simple as a three word mantra or two words, I'm back, that's going to be huge in starting that self-love process to take care of you first and not drink three beers or not 
getting, you know, zero sleep. Like that's super important. And so, you know, Serena needs to hear that. We all need to hear that. So I'm glad you're doing it. That's all I was trying to say. That was and I just want to say, I don't know what exactly your nonprofit does, Serena, but I bet you're helping a lot of people. And so I just want to honor you for all the hard work. And I'm, I'm sure there's way more work to be done than you could possibly do in 24 hours. But you're worth going to sleep and getting seven hours. It's worth it. Try yes. It. You'll love it. Yes, I'm gonna come back to I'm gonna come back to a comment that that correlates to that here in just a second. But uh, we have a couple other people in the house. Uh, Angel's in the house. Angel is a loyal, unfiltered crew fam person. So thank you for being here, Angel. She's digging the conversation. Robert's in the house. Robert sometimes uh, his contributions to the conversation make sense. Sometimes they don't because he's like all over the place. But hey, hey, hey. But I want to go back. Uh, Larry Snyder's in the house. Hey, hey, Larry. Larry is always here. Kick ass, Larry. We call him. Um, and then Serena what says, up, Larry? "It's a family. Aww. It's a family." But uh, Christopher, I want to, I want to, I want to address this because this is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, for me, I don't have the option or luxury to get those seven hours of sleep if I want to get anywhere with my outcomes and my situations. So here's the problem I have with that, Christopher, and I'm going to defer to the expert here in just a second, but there's 24 hours in a day. And I look at it this way. If JLo and Jay-Z and all those different people, all the different Tony Robbins of the world, if they can get it done in 24 hours, of course they have people. Yes, I understand. But where there's a will, there's a way. Talk to us about that, Barton. Real quick. I want to tell a story before Barton shares this because there's a story that addresses exactly this that fits flawlessly now. Okay. One of the things that I used to speak on in my first motivational speech called Extreme Balance is I'd talk about what you do with the 24 hours in the day. So the first question I would ask people in this two hour program is I would say, tell me something that you used to do that truly energized, motivated you and you'd love to do that you don't do anymore. So I'd pick like 10 to 20 people, play the piano, sing, dance, play sports, go running. They'd tell me all the things. My last question before we closed up shop, as I said, now don't forget, there's two hours of content. So they've forgotten that first question. I said, Christine, who just hired me, she just created this amazing skill set. She's able to add a 25th hour in the day. Can you believe it? What are you going to do with it? I point to the same people. They say, finish my work, get some sleep, go home and take a nap. It's the same crap. Not one person ever. Now listen to that. Not one person ever said, play the piano, dance. They all forgot it. Because when you say more time, they literally say, I have to do the, the, the trash, like the stuff. So here's the reality. We've been on autopilot for so long. I've watched people and be inspired to do those things. But once they're given the time, they come up with the excuses. And so to the original question of people making excuses, at the end of the day, I've really started to come to realize that there's got to be a point where we stop making the excuse because we say what we want to do. We're given the time and we still don't do it. And so take that from there, Barton. But I want you guys to realize that I've looked at person after person and audience and after audience, not one person ever, this is no joke, ever said the same thing. They never came back and said dance or sing or it's crazy. Not surprised. Well, I think in, in a way we're, we're almost trained. We're trained to, you know, there's never enough time in the day to get all the things that we're supposed to get done, done. So a good worker, a good parent, you know, would, would, would take any little ounce of time left over and try to do a couple more things. Like it's just ingrained in, in the way we think because we're not taught like, and it's not, I'm not blaming anybody. Like it's just, the, the external conversation that we feel is, is happening to us is like, we got to do more. We're not enough. We're not enough just doing 
the eight hours, you know what, I'm going to put the phone, in, I'm going to leave the phone in the car, walk in the house, engage with my family. I'm not even bringing the phone in. Like, and I can't do that yet. I learned that from a CEO, a friend of mine who was like, yeah, I leave my phone in the car. I come in, I spend an hour with my family before I go back and get my phone because there's just no other way he can do it. Right. But, but you know what we have to do, and that's why it's so great to listen to, to interviews with people who are really high level. First of all, fire yourself from jobs that aren't like high value jobs for what you should be doing. Taking care of your kids, absolutely. Like, you know, helping them their homework, you know, but there could be other things. There could be other things that need to get done around the house. You know, there's Instacart now, all that kind of shopping. Like you can pay a little bit more and get someone to do something so you can have time, energy, and focus back in your life to knock out the big rocks. And though, and and one of the big rocks should be eating well, going to sleep a little bit earlier, and working out. And if you can get rid of the crap and the clutter, so you can focus on the big rocks, that's that's a healthy lifestyle. And that's what people, as they get you know more and more complexity in their life, have to figure out. Or you're going to hit an organizational ceiling, which is going to stop you from from really getting any happiness because you're going to have so many things going on, whether it's three kids in a job or just a really high level job that it requires so much just organization and skill and, and, and follow through that you just, you just can't get it all organized. And so the challenge is, you know, get, you've got to figure out the stuff. You've got to get rid of the little stuff so you can focus on the big rocks. And then you've got to put in the workout, the food, the sleep, those have to be considered big rocks because if they're not, then again, we're missing it. That's so true. And when I, when you say that Barton, I think about, I immediately was thinking about why, like when you have a big enough, why you have a big enough, how. And so I would imagine with camp gladiator, you're getting people coming in there that have, that have ultimately maybe not been doing their why and not really realize their why, or they hit bottom. What are some of those reasons that people come in there and say, Hey, I've got to get my shit together. You know, I really got to step up my game. Do they give you reasons? Do they talk to you about that? Or is there something that you see in them that maybe perhaps they're getting older or perhaps they got a medical diagnosis? What is it for that? Because when I think about the overall discussion that we're having here, I think about, it's like cut to the chase. Like what is the one question people need to ask themselves to get them out of that situation of being a victim and being stuck in that, 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 that vicious cycle of, Oh yeah, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep doing this. And I'm going to hope, wish, and pray that someday it changes. And then ultimately it winds up in a crash and it, or it winds up in a double crash. You know, some of us have to bounce off the bottom, bottom in order to change. So from your perspective, what do you think that question might be? And what are some of those reasons that people do actually come into that gym and start saying, Hey, listen, I gotta, I gotta really, they go from nothing to camp gladiator. Yeah. And, and so I'm somebody who grew up in the gym. I listened, I read, I read, you know, the encyclopedia of bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1987 when I was 12 years old. So like, that's my, that's my world. So I, I speak the language of the gym, right? Most people don't, most people walk into a gym and they're nervous. They're they have anxiety. They, they don't really know what the right stuff to do is. They're not getting results after a month. Camp Gladiator is totally different. Outdoor, I mean, Scott and I ran a boot camp called Fitness for Mind and Body. Uh, when when that kind of came to, to its end, I went on board with Camp Gladiator, and that was about nine years ago. So it's outdoor boot camps. The, the, the magic of boot camps in general, but what Camp Gladiator is specifically doing, is it's in somebody's neighborhood, right? People show up. It's a mile or two from their house. It's a parking lot. It's a school. It's a church. It's some, like, outdoor location that's open, that's, that's well lit, that's clean.
they show up all fitness levels. There's a trainer, they bring a mat, they bring a set of dumbbells. During COVID, we weren't sharing equipment. We were socially distanced, so it was outside. It was, it was one of the best things you could do in the COVID world to work out with other people around, get the motivation, the accountability, and, and, and honestly, the camaraderie of just like working out with a team. You know, feeling like even if it's an air high five instead of a real high five, you're still making eye contact with Jason and going, man, oh, that was awesome, dude. Like, instead of like sitting there on a treadmill, listening, you know, new, 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 you know, hoping after 30 minutes of treadmill that, that, that you did enough and hoping the results are going to show up, which for a lot of people, that doesn't happen. So with people that find Camp Gladiator, I, oftentimes they had a gold gym membership already. You know, that didn't go well. Right. They, they signed up for for a studio gym, a kickboxing you know, membership. They stopped going. Right. Because nobody called them. Nobody actually checked in. They kept paying you know, a monthly fee and then they weren't getting any results. because They weren't showing up. So we try to we try to change that by just being really helping with them. Accountability, creating a fun energy and, and experience for them, because we know that like the crazy ones like me, we're going to show up and do the hard work because that's we're, we're, I'm just crazy. I like hard work. I like leg day. Like that's my favorite day of the week is leg day. Deadlifts, squats, let's go all day. That's what I want to do. But I'm I'm not the usual person. Like most people aren't like that. They don't want that type of pain. So you can make it fun. You make it memorable. You have a sticky memory of like, I had so much fun with those people. Then that's where the, the normal folks are going to be like, okay, I could come back to that. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, no. it makes it makes total sense. And, and you Thank know, you. one of the things that um, I remember that was super fun that we used to do is we would give a gift day back to our clients. And so the day, you know, we'd have one day that we said, um, okay, what exercise do you hate the most? And they'd be like burpees. And when you force us to do push-ups or whatever it was, and we're like, tomorrow, Barton and I are gonna let you run a camp, and make us do all the stuff. So they make us do like like five minutes of burpees. We're about to vomit. And honestly, that was one of the funnest things because they're showing, they're seeing that we're going to do the same thing that they're doing. And there's just a beautiful, like you said, a camaraderie, a willingness to, to do it, to try new things. Um, the other thing that I remember that was super fun too, and I'm sure you're still doing it, is <clears throat> there's two things that I've really looked at. It's 21 days to create a habit, 90 days to create a lifestyle. And I know you see this now, Barton, we saw it. We'd see those people who came in for a month and they kind of get some result and then like, Oh, the kids are in summer camp. I'll come back in three months and they don't. But the people who hung on for three months and got addicted to it and really saw the results, it's a lifestyle shift that they're in. And I'll never forget, there was always, to Barton's point, there were women who were moms who were like, oh, I can't do a push-up. And we're like, no problem. Let's do an assisted push-up against the picnic bench. And they'd say, oh, I can barely do these. I remember we knew in 30 days, if they could do none, they'd be doing like 20 push-ups. And you want to see a woman glow. Their faces... Are you still doing all this stuff? Isn't that the most beautiful thing to see? I can't go to I can on the yeah. way to that lifestyle shift. Yeah, and, and honestly, back then we were just throwing darts in the dark against yeah. the wall. I mean, this oh, is yeah. a, like, but it, but it, it, we we understood that the <clears throat> energy and the and the community was was so important, and that and just the banter. And so I think we had a lot of those things that that were that we were on point with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely more to do, no, no, no kidding. But at the same time, it was beautiful to watch people wake up and start to create those those habits that yeah. turn into lifestyles. Absolutely. So, and they always point, actually, Trisha, Trisha says here, thank you for being here, Trisha. Appreciate you spending your Friday night with us. She says, Jim is not the only way to work out. Simply 
a way to eat healthy, only shop on the outline of the grocery store, find ways to keep simple and work from there. Absolutely. You know, don't, don't, don't shop in the center of the store, shop on the outline outside of the store. And there are so many different creative ways to, to, to actually <clears throat> do a workout. I mean, now, I mean, with COVID and everything I bought, I spent five, all 500 bucks. I got a life cycle. I got a bench. I already had uh, adjustable weights. I already had bands and I've been doing that workout in my bedroom. I, I don't want to, I don't like it. I like going to the gym. I like seeing other people and being inspired by some older guy lifting more than me or some, some older lady, like hustling more than me. I'm like, fuck that. I gotta, I gotta step it up. And I haven't been to a gym in a year and I used to go to the gym six days a week. So it's been crazy, but that you, where there's a will, there's a way. And that's what I kind of look at it. And, uh, Megan says, <clears throat> I don't like leg day. But do you like your legs and your butt to look good? Yes. So you're like leg day, right? Change the way you talk to yourself and the outcomes will change. Right, guys? I mean, come on. I don't like leg day. Well, how, what's the likelihood of you're going to do in leg day and enjoy it? No, but you like nice legs and a nice butt, right? So take that. Take that. Okay. <laughs> take that, Megan. Uh, May oh, wait. She got back at me. She goes, I bought a row. Bought a row. Nice. Well done, hey, row, row your boat gently down the stream. So back to that other thing, back to that question. What do you think that question is, guys? I, I've got an idea in my mind, but what's the question people need to ask themselves to get them from being stuck and being, I don't know what to do and I'm uncomfortable and I don't have time and all these different excuses. What's that question they need to ask themselves? Well, it's not getting validation from other people. That is what it's not. We are, yeah. we're, you know, it's not about losing 20 pounds so you can post a picture on instagram six months from now like that's not a motivator i mean it might feel like a motivator but it's really a diminisher of your spirit but once, <laughs> you know, I, do, once I do that once i do that barton then i then i'll then i'll keep doing it right and, and that's a rabbit hole you do not want to go down uh but, you know just that and that's my perspective you, you can have your own but the more the more the focus and the more the question internally is what's the best version of myself like and what does that look like like what so that's not just like physical version of myself that's that's like what's the is there a time in my life where i really like had energy and confidence and just really took care of myself what was i doing what were the habits that i had as i look back and there were some times in my 20s where i was all over the place there's some times in my 20s where I had figured something out. Like when I was in Peace Corps, I woke up every morning, made coffee and stretched and exercised. Holy crap. I was doing it back then because there was nothing. I was in a village in the middle of West Africa. I had no other options until, you know, until the day started. So I started thinking about, okay, what, what, what's my best version of myself? Yeah, you know, the mantra, I'm back. That was fun. But like that, once I got down to the body, you know, the body fat percentage that I wanted to be at, that was gone. I had to change my, my focus. I had to care about something else. And, and it became about just like, hey, I'm 46. I want to live forever or at least to 110, right? I've got a kid who's six. You, you know, Christopher, you got a young kid. Uh, Scott, you got a young daughter. Like how many? No, I'm not. He's no, got one. He's four. He's, he's four. four years old. I don't have four Yeah, kids. yeah. So. You know, like I want, I want to see so wife. much of this kid's life and I want to be healthy for it. And, you know, I don't want to be the 60 year old dad that's like hobbling around at my kids, you know, high school or college graduation, you know, that I just, those, those are memories that are, those are, those are futures that I don't want to experience. So I started thinking about like, what's the best version of my champ of myself? I want to look like, I want to feel like, how do I want to live my life and how do I want to show up? So if you ask those questions, I think you start to get a, 
an image of who that person is. And then you can kind of go after that on a daily basis and then have a lot of grace when we don't actually get all the, th- you know, we don't do all the things that we, we know are the best, you know, the best things to do. Cause I think some people, like you said, Scott, they have an extra beer, they eat a few more chips and they're like, crap, I knew I couldn't do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're exactly. right back on that like failure train and yeah. no, good Lord, like everyone's going to make mistakes. There's going to be plenty of obstacles. Enjoy the obstacles. Like, because it's just an opportunity for you to figure out, Oh, that's, I struggle with that. I got to figure that part out too. And, and the beautiful thing too, like what you're saying and, and something that happened in um, one of our group coachings, this session, actually, one of our um, clients, we do this thing where we have them, you know, in 10 in increments of 10 years, talk about their goals over the next 10 years. And one of the, the clients actually said, I'm going to live to be hundred and actually backed in the other way where they expected to be from 90 to hundred. And it was to, to this exact point. That's when you start thinking, if you're going from nine to hundred, what do I want my life to look like? Do I want to be active? Do I still want to be able to volunteer or whatever the things are? And when you visualize yourself there and then back it in, he was the first one to do that. Everybody else, including us, were incrementally going 10, 10, 10. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I like what you did there because yep. you you saw, I still want to be active in this. And then it was much easier to create the rest. And so to that point, I think that's a beautiful strategy that now we will suggest is yeah. consider backing in. And that was high. And so when we back in, it's really nice to do that because then I'm saying, you know, the same thing you're saying, I want to be here in those 10 years where my daughter be in that age bracket? What kind of things could we be doing together? Maybe we're going to travel together. Maybe she's still in art. Maybe we can. And when you start seeing that, you literally will manifest that. And part of that manifestation is the now. So it's very easy for me to be having two beers and saying, that's what I'm having is two beers because I enjoy beer and I'm good with it and I move on. And I'll go to the gym tomorrow. We'll go bike ride in our cabin this weekend. And we know how to do that balance and that offset because we create those lifestyle changes because I visualize that 90 to 100 still being the same active. And I know that two beers doesn't hurt me. Three, four, five might affect my sleep and then throw everything off. So there's no value to it. And you learn that through trial and error and making mistakes and there's nothing wrong with it. So I think you're totally on point. And I think that's a super crucial place for us all to focus is why are we doing it and not the Instagram crap or my butt look, who cares if your butt looks good? I mean, I mean, I guess it's nice, but who cares? It's not the end of the world. So, <laughs> like, you know, the best thing about all of this is I married an amazing woman named Val who could yeah. care less if I had a six pack or a yeah. or a belly, <laughs> as long as I'm living healthy and happy and and, and taking care of myself. She she's not interested in the, in, in the the things that other people are trying. To, like, she wants me to be healthy and and like a great human being, and so that's such a great motivator for me too. That's that's a beautiful person. That's a beautiful person right there. And another beautiful person is Colleen's in the house. She says, hello, champions. Hello, champions. What's She's up, right Colleen? Trisha, Trisha, one of our, um, she says, am I, when I ask the question, she says, am I worth not sitting in a nursing home at 70? There is something worse than death and that is living unwell. Absolutely. And that's kind of to my point where I was going with it a little bit. Um, I want to address Megan's comment right here. Um, Megan says uncommitted to train for a show. I competed once before and placed third. I would have gotten last place, but there were only three of us. I am preparing for it again for a personal challenge. There is a lot of ego in the competitions, which is not me, but creating the healthiest body I can have to live this life and make the best impact. I have to push myself. 
absolutely pushing yourself. Love I think it. about, I think about doing, um, I think about doing 75 hard when I did that in 2019. I mean, that, that, that you take the excuses away, you take everything away, you take, you, you, you get disciplined. I mean, I was just telling the story, I think it was with, uh, with the group coaching program. I was talking about when I did 75 hard, there was one night you have to do two workouts. One of them has to be outside and each have to be 45 minutes, two workouts a day for 75 days. And I literally, I, I pulled a double shift at my work and I gotten mixed up as to when I did my workout. Cause I thought, Oh, I did my workout at one o'clock this morning, but no, when I went back and I looked at my notes, cause you have to do it before midnight, I did it from 12 to one. And so my brain thought I already did my workout when I was sleep deprived. And I, so I went to sleep, I actually got into bed and it was like, Oh my God, no, wait, that was yesterday's workout. I still haven't done the second one from today. I already did my gym workout, but I'm, and literally got back, got dressed. It was 11 o'clock at night and I went out for a 45 minute walk, exactly 45 minutes. I walked back to my door and literally walked around in a circle, went back inside, got undressed, went back and, and actually got into bed. And it was so funny because at first I was kind of mad. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. You know, I could, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do it. I don't need to do it. But again, that that self accountability, which is something I'm so after for people to, to to get, that you know, it felt so good that I didn't I didn't go, oh yeah, I don't feel like it, or it's too late, or anything else. Go do it, and that just fueled me. The next day, I was like, man, I did something I really did not want to do, and compound that with the Mel Robbins thing, the five four three two one, and just get out of your own way and go do it. That's something that just absolutely fascinates me um, to stay going in these times. But Marlene actually says something here. Marlene, hello, Marlene. Good to see you. She says it's been a year with this hey, company. I've been at the ice skating rink. I started doing yoga six months ago to help my body through the re-entry. I will hit the ice tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yes, 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 yes. That is beautiful. See, again, taking those opportunities to say, hey, listen, I can't do what I do. Like for me, I like to go bike riding and I can still go bike riding, but I want to getting a life cycle because I'm like, okay, I can't do much else with my back. But um, yeah, she says total mental challenge. Colleen did the 75 hard too. And it's amazing. I tell people to do it. Like I don't have discipline. I don't have this. I said, go do it. Go do it. Make that commitment and that promise and you'll get the results. And it's amazing when we make a promise to do something for somebody else that we keep the promise. But if we just promised ourselves, like if I just said, hey, Chris, tomorrow for 75 days, I'm going to do this. I'd be like, eh, you know, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. What do I need to do about it? Even for me, all the negativity comes in there. So in the last thing I'm going to say before I throw the mic back to you guys is the question that came to my mind when I was thinking about the question was, do I love myself? Like kind of what, kind of what, kind of what uh, Trisha was saying, you know, at the end of the day, if we really truly love and honor ourselves and really look at this vessel as the opportunity to, the longer we have this vessel and the healthier we have this vessel, the more impact we can have. And for me, especially being a parent, like you were just saying, Barton, you know, that's my, that's my biggest fear and would be my biggest regret is that I did not take care of myself and that I died before my son and I had so many more amazing moments to, so to your point, Scott, I love that idea. I'm going to start doing that and going backwards in that exercise from the eulogy. So take the eulogy and work backwards from that exercise and get to the spot where we're at now. Um, and really just create a, a beautiful picture for the future. But I'd be interested to get your guys' thought on the stuff I just rambled about. I'll, Scott, I'll, you go. I'll do one quick part. I think the yeah. biggest thing that you're, you're saying, and this is where we we all screw ourselves, is we say, I'll do this now and tomorrow we'll have time. I mean, that's the way our existence has always been. I'll go to school today to earn money tomorrow. I'll get another degree to earn more money tomorrow. I'll do this now so I can retire tomorrow. I'll take care of my kid today and take care of myself tomorrow. And that tomorrow is not guaranteed. And so self-love and nurturing others literally comes from not so much being the savior to everybody else, which we talk about all the time, but it's being a, your own brilliant being. And so, if, you know, to Barton's point, if he's got a son who's watching him or he's got a wife who's watching him, he could sit there and tell them how to be healthy. Hey, eat this, do this, do this. 
But if he's not doing it and he's not his best possible being, it's kind of empty. And, you know, they might do it and might be like, well, dad's not as perfect as you say, you know, that kind of stuff. But if he's out there doing it and then just saying, hey, make sure you get some gym time for yourself, too. They see him acting it out. And that's the beautiful thing. So he's setting those examples and showing his brilliance so they can become that being that lighthouse. That's all about being in the present moment, doing for yourself first. So we started the show with that. How does, you know, a mom find the time to to find her brilliance? Here's the deal. And, and I look back at my own mom, who's a single mom at the time. If she did all this work for me and, you know, she worked hard, was going to college, working, you know, and making sure I had pants when she couldn't, you know, of course, she's got pants, but I'm getting the new pants and whatever. You know, she's buying me my Levi's for school and my new shoes. But here's what I always felt. Why do I get this? And she doesn't. I almost felt guilty and I didn't even feel good about it. I can guarantee you I'm not the only person who's feeling that. I think it would have been much better for me to see my mom say, hey, I need to do something for myself. I'm going to go get my nails done or I'm going to take a break and get my hair done or I'm going to do something that I felt like she loved herself enough because that lesson and seeing her love herself is going to become a huge lesson to me. So for the moms who are listening or people who might consider joining a boot camp like Barton's, don't just do it for you. You think you're, you're being selfish. The biggest fallacy there is the most selfless thing you can do for somebody else is to take care of yourself because you're setting that segue to be there later on. You're also taking care of yourself in the moment so you can be the best you possible. That's what we need to do. And so add to that, Barton, I also want to hear about what are some of the things people can do <clears throat> in the moment, whether it's join with your camps, any suggested reading, things they could do right now to say, I'm going to love myself more whether it's the morning routine, the way you go to sleep. Let's finish with some of those things. Yeah, I mean, I think just, I remember a um, recent guest of mine said, your kids listen to what you do, not what you say, right? Like, and that's what you were doing with your mom. You, you saw your mom taking care of herself and also sacrificing for you because she wanted you to have the new Levi's and such, but that rubbed off on you more than her telling you to do these things and not ever doing them yourself, which I think is awesome because we have to really, especially as parents, we are modeling the behavior that we want our kids to learn, right? If we're never taking care of yourself, they're going to see that you're their chauffeur and that's it. You just show them around from birthday party to soccer game, to school, to whatever. Like that's what a mom does. She's a chauffeur. Like that's, that cannot be the case, right? Cause you're definitely not, you're so much more. So, so that's the first thing. Secondly, uh, you know, it's it really when it comes to like how can people engage. I think there's two things I want to say. Though I love that the, the the comment about the lady who's going back to ice skating. Hey, my, you know what my wife did? She she got back into roller skating. I had no I saw idea. That. I saw that. She's a awesome. super. She's like a superhero roller skater. She got these purple roller skates, awesome. and all through the COVID, she was going around Long Center. Like that's what she does on her weekend. She goes and roller skates for two hours, and that's I and I give her that time because I, she, that's her like fill up the cup. She fills herself up two hours of roller skate video doing like crazy moot acrobatics. I just fall on my face out there. It's it's not a good scene, <laughs> right? But but that's awesome. So I think there's some people that like oh yeah, get a gym membership, go to go to Camp Gladiator. All those things are great options, and I highly recommend if you're. If you live in a zone where there's Camp Gladiator, which is like a lot of Texas and Florida and such, there's outdoor boot camps. There's also 
uh, virtual. So we have a virtual option, Zoom workouts in, in, a, in that kind of group setting, but it's on virtual. So you can do that if you're, if you're living in like Iowa or Wisconsin where there isn't Camp Gladiator, you can join virtual and still engage with a thousand trainers in this really unique way. So there's, there's always ways, especially now, virtual ways to work out have kind of transformed the way we can engage. It may not be perfect for everybody, but it's a way to engage. That's where you see the Peloton bikes, you know, is going crazy. All the all the different ways that you can engage with with a, with a trainer or a, a group in a virtual space. So that could be a good way to do it. And for some people, it's just go back to dancing, go back to roller skating, go back to ice skating. That's 100% awesome, Marlene. <laughs> right? Like because that may be it. Like you just may need to go do some exercise that fills your cup, and then go eat better and get some sleep, and you're you're good. You don't need to go do leg day with me, right? It's not required that you go and do leg day. Like that's just, that's just, you know, that's kind of in the vernacular of like working out and all that kind of stuff. We got to, you know, we got to go to the gym. We got to do things. That's not necessary. Like find an exercise that you love to do. And what are you going to do? You're going to do that exercise. Yeah. If you're, if you love doing something, it's not work. It's fun. And you're going to do it. And then you can start building a, a lifestyle around that. Right. Like if if you love having the energy to go roller skate, then you can start saying, well, hey, you know, I got to make sure I'm hydrated because I, I, I'm better at a roller skate. I'm more balanced. You know, I've noticed I'm just more in the moment if I get seven hours of sleep and all of a sudden, like that thing that you love starts to build out and, and create kind of a vessel for where you're putting like your self-love and your focus and your excitement. And that can be just a gift for you. So I think, you know we got to find a way to love exercise in some way. Uh, and some people they're like, you know, if you think of the Enneagram number three, like the drivers, the, the yeah. achievers, like they just want a goal, right? I want to, you know, and sometimes like a, a fitness competition, is a great goal. A, um, you know, dropping a certain amount of body fat can be a great goal. There might be a trip to Cancun. That's a, a real motivator. And those are great because they're, they've got a kind of a, a short amount of time that you've got to really achieve something at. But after that's achieved, we've got to transition, we've got to metamorphose into something that's a little bit more like not so finite, more infinite goals. Totally. I like beautifully it. said, beautifully said. Gentlemen, we have been going for an hour and two minutes. Uh, we normally keep them to an hour, but what's crazy is I looked up at the clock and it was like 35 minutes and I was like, all right, cool. We're doing good. We're good. Uh -huh. And then we just got on that whole little thing and I looked up and I'm like, what? 58 minutes. It's crazy. It's crazy. We can sit here and talk about this all night. Uh, Marlene says, uh, I started to skate in my thirties and now I'm a pre-silver ice dancer. Well, I'm a silver ice dancer. So, huh? I'm just kidding. I have nerve damage from ice skating. I, I skated at Coronado, Coronado Island down in San Diego. And, uh, I'd been ice skating before in an ice skating rink. So I could actually do that okay, you know, not kill myself at least. And then we went to the outdoor skating rink and nobody told me about skating on ice that was mushy. And I kept falling and I kept falling. And I, of course I had a couple of cocktails of the holidays and we're out there with friends where I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. And then I started falling and it was just started becoming hilarious. And then I got up the next day and my entire, my entire left hip all the way down to my upper thigh was black. It wasn't even blue. It was black. I mean, Barb was like, Oh my God, you need to go to the hospital. I probably kind of should have in a way, but yeah, it was insane. I have not been ice skating again since Ray's in the house. Ray says, what's up ladies and gentlemen. He hey, says, Ray, I made it. Ready? Looks like he made it. Yes. Ray, what's going on? Happy Friday night to you, brother. Uh, thank you for being here. Go back and watch the replay, of course. Um, and I, I just love this. Here we can sum up the Marlene, show. Marlene, you Bart, rock. Marlene. You rock. Thank you. you 
Right. So where where can people get a hold of you? Like they want to connect with you, obviously here on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but where can people like get a hold of you and continue the conversation with you, man? Uh, my name is Barton Guy Brian. My middle name is Guy G U Y. So Barton Guy Brian, and that's at Barton Guy Brian for Instagram. You can go to Facebook and just search Barton Guy Brian. I also my podcast is called the Mindset Forge Podcast, uh, and that you can find that on all the different platforms. But there's that's really I think Instagram, Facebook uh, is the way to engage with me uh, as a trainer, and then my podcast series is really interviewing incredible people who've gone through adversity and obstacles to become really passionate about things and, and share their story. So uh, tons of ways to engage, uh, you know, and I'd love to hear from you. If you heard this uh, episode here with these guys and you, and you send me a DM, send me a, a message, let me know who you are and that you heard this. And I'd love to have a conversation to help wherever I can. I love it. And so what, what do you want to say about uh, Camp Gladiator? Where, where are you guys located now? Like what are the sp uh, spaces for people who might be considering it? I mean, it's hard to say because there's so many. I mean, yeah. we're, we're in multiple, we're like 12 states. I mean, a lot of a lot of the warm weather markets, we're going to be opening in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. A couple of years will be in California. Uh, but right now, a lot of Texas uh, and Denver, Colorado, and, and then, of course, like the, the kind of southern states, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, places like that. But if you go to campgladiator.com, you can, you can look at outdoor options, virtual options, we're actually doing a spring promotion. It's like, it's 59 bucks for an entire month and you're getting all these like fit testing going on to kind of give you some baseline tests. Uh, there's unlimited workouts both outdoor and virtually, all that kind of stuff. If you shoot me a message, I can get you more information on that or just go to campgladiator.com. Well, Colleen, uh, check it out. Colleen lives right here in Austin. She lives in Westlake. So um, she might oh, be, yeah. she might be interested. she's got a daughter who's a soccer player who just finished at Westlake High School is going off to college. So maybe some of those kids want to do that $59 deal over the summer and make sure they're set to just go crazy in the fall if they're going to be playing in college. And if not, just to keep that athleticism that they've had throughout high school. So, Colleen, check out Barton. Um, I highly recommend him. And I think it'll be a super cool way to stay in shape over the summer. Awesome. 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 Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here, Barton. We're going to stick you in the green room here for a second. And Scott and I are going to wrap up. I just want to say here. one thing. I no, want to no. honor you guys. I love <laughs> what you're doing. I love the podcast concept. I love this whole live uh, uh, virtual experience that we've been a part of. And I just honor you guys and your commitment to really helping people. So thank you. Thanks for being, let me be on here. Love you, brother. You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just, don't, don't go anywhere. We're going to be back there in the green room with you for a second. We'll Lunch on some M&Ms or something like that. And we'll be right there. Mr. Goyette. That was a fantastic show. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of brilliant, uh, a lot of brilliant uh, shares there and people are engaging. Um, I mean, even Angel says right here, truly one of the best guests so far. Thank you, Barton. Have a nice. great evening, everybody. Thank you, Angel. Andreas, uh, let's whoops. It's, uh, the, uh, no, the comments move right when I go to click on them and <laughs> Uh, sorry, just got here. We'll watch the replay. I froze. So, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea says, okay, sorry, I just got here. Uh, thank you, Christopher Roush. Thank you for being here, of course, with us. Um, Marlene says, uh, do you also include diet tips with your training? Um, he can do all that. Yeah, yeah definitely that. connect with him. Trisha says, peace. Love y'all. Love you too, Trisha. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and Ray is like, peace out. So, uh, final thoughts, Mr. Goyette. Beautiful show. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, mind, body, and spirit, we've got to work on all three in some semblance and make sure that they're balanced. Um, we can start in any area we want, but one of the things is we can't live in this human existence without taking care of the vehicle, AKA the body. So 
um, whether it's exercise, whether it's, you know, what we put into our body, you know, via food, um, via media programming, TV, all this, we got to start watching what we're putting in because the inputs are going to equate to, you know, the outputs and what we're able to do. So um, check out people like Barton, you know, if you're here in Austin or someplace as a camp gladiator, if you got any questions for him, do it. Um, stick with whatever you're doing or, or figure out a way to do the right things for your transitions morning and evening. Um, routine building, meditation, all the stuff that we're always talking about. We're sharing this stuff consistently with you guys because all of these pieces matter. Um, we're always bringing guests that are doing things like this because when you start to ramp up and be in balance with mind, body, and spirit, whichever comes first, in time, you're going to be in sync and you're going to live a life that you never believed you could live. And it's all possible and it's all waiting for you. And it starts with taking care of you. So. Yes, That's I could I agree. I could not agree more. I could not agree more, Scott. Uh, in that same vein, you know, really, my message to everybody is is love yourself. Love yourself. Place yourself first. Seriously, you know, it's not being selfish. We're conditioned as kids, like don't be selfish. Share your toys. You know, let that other person have the first. Let that other person go first, and all that other stuff. And we're we're conditioned to seek approval and seek significance from everybody, and, and seeking what it is that we're supposed to be doing. Um, just go out there and love on yourself. You know, make yourself a priority because again. I look at it this way. If I want to be the best dad I can be, if I want to be the best show host I want to be, the best husband to be, the best friend I can be, it starts with being the best person to me that I could possibly be. So damaging ourselves intentionally or unintentionally by sitting there hoping, wishing, and praying or giving ourselves excuses is a quick way to end up in life staring down at your aged hands and going, wow, that sucked. I, I, I regret not taking care of myself. I think back, you know, if I, I always use my, you know, me, Scott, I always use, you know, the negative to kind of keep me, kind of keep me focused. So I sit there and think about myself in a hospital bed 10 years from now, looking back and going, wow, Chris, you only had to eat broccoli. Really? Broccoli? You couldn't put some salt and pepper on it and just stomach it for the fact you couldn't have a little bit of this, more of this and less of that. You know, it really is. It's the compound interest principle, which, which Martin talked about in the beginning, guys, just go walk for 15 minutes, take a few less bites of your food. Don't finish your food. Make sure you're cooking with healthy alternatives. I mean, when I go gluten-free and everything else free, uh, sugar-free, it's amazing how many recipes are out there and stuff really tastes delicious. It's crazy what they have, what they make with my wife will say, Oh, that's part of this and part of this and part of this and part of that, but it's all healthy. It's all organic. And I'm like, shit, you know, it's not my Oreo fudge cookies, but man, it's really a nice sweet treat before I go up to bed and not have to worry about my glycemic index or my blood sugar spiking. So I have a shitty night's sleep and I wake up an asshole. So that's kind of my final thoughts. Um, and next week, who do we have coming up next week on the unfiltered experience, Mr. Goyette? We have Sarah Evans, and she's a great friend of mine. And like Barton Bryan, um, who was in the Peace Corps in Africa, um, he was in Mauritania, I believe, if I'm saying it correctly. And he can correct me later if I'm incorrect. But it's a small, small country on the west north coast, I believe, that he was in. Um, she actually has worked in Kenya and all over Africa building water wells through a program called WellAware. It's a nonprofit. The work is unbelievable. She's a super incredible human being, also here in Austin, Texas. I know I personally love her to death, and she's going to share some amazing stuff. And for people who don't realize how important even the littlest donation or the littlest bit of assistance or the littlest bit of extending your sense of self, I mean, when you can just invest a tiny amount to help people find water and have water the basis for living, the things that can start to happen, you know, giving them hope and an opportunity to live a better life. We have the possibility to do that and the ability to do it. So Sarah's going to be here. It's going to be an amazing show. Highly recommend getting here for that one. Um, I'm looking forward to it because all of our guests are amazing and no different with Sarah. 
Mm, no, it'll be a great show. It'll be a great show. And the last final note for all you guys, we've talked about coaching here throughout the oh, yeah. episode. So starting June 7th, we have our next 12 week group coaching program coming. So uh private message myself or Scott, and we'll send you the link to check out the details on that, but we would love yeah. to have you in there. It's a life changing experience. It's 12 weeks and we're seeing some phenomenal transformations. We just had a, a catch up group with our first group coaching program last night and catching up with everybody and seeing where they're at in their journey. They actually requested it from us. They wanted to get yeah. back together and see what was going on so reunion amazing opportunity so we really welcome you to be a part of this program we always we only look for 12 key individuals who are ready to make that commitment to ready to make that jump in their life so please reach out to us we'd love to have you in there and we'll have a private conversation with you um whatever it is that your situation is we're willing to work with you but we definitely want you in there if you're ready to jump so yes yeah yes. and we've got a few people already in there that i didn't tell you about and i will say this this is going to be the most amazing group yet. And, and there's a reason, and I can't explain it yet. I just, I'll just tell you this, get into this group, the, get into this group because the groups are incrementally more amazing every time in a different way, because we bring more to the table. They bring more to the table. You do not want to miss this group. I'll just leave it at that. So I love you all. That's all I'm ending with, but it's going to be a very special group. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And the last thing I'll say is uh, earlier we were talking about, we were recognizing this person right here, Serena Buffalino, uh, helphealhumanity.org. Please go visit that as well. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've known Serena. I was blessed to meet Serena uh, through a mutual connection. And uh, I was just actually just telling that story today. And I said, you know, her radiance, her, her, her tenacity, her, her heart center, everything else, everything that she used to create help heal humanity. She was on my show twice. She's been on our show twice. She's become our sister from, uh, from another mister. I mean, a dear, sweet, dear, sweet soul. Um, so yeah, I mean, help heal What she did is she basically took her life, her comfortable existence in doing everything and, and having an education career, making great money, having lots of free time and decided, Hey, listen, I want to go help people in Haiti. I want to build schools. I want to bring food and opportunities to people who have zero opportunities. And she took it upon herself. And she also does uh, help heal humanity or food for humanity in Hamilton, Ontario. She's out there constantly. Go check out her Instagram page. If you want to see somebody who has fire, who's absolutely, absolutely 1000% committed to helping heal humanity, please go connect with Serena Buffalino. Please go look at helphealhumanity.org. It's an amazing organization. I'm happy to be a part of it now. And we've got some amazing stuff coming up. If I say amazing one more time, you have a you have a uh, the right to slap me the next time you see me, Scott. Amazing, my soul brothers, my soul brothers. No, you are love you, Serena. You guys are out there making an impact, and finally, our unfiltered crew. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much for being here. It's it's massively important for us to have you here. This is a conversation. This is a family. So thank you for spending your time here, either on live or on the replay. We love you guys. And we hope you have a great, great Friday night. Go out there and make some amazing moments. Enjoy those moments and take care of yourself and love on yourself. We love you guys. All right. Peace out. Have a great one.